Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Drew here. I want to welcome you all to another wonderful episode of Phoenix Down. This is episode 4.1. We are continuing our quest through Crimson Gem Saga on the PSP. And tonight, I have with me Matt Quinn. Yep, back from vacation and uh, ready to rock. There you go. Um, And uh, we're going at it, just me and him, solo, uh, this go-around. And... uh, we're continuing for, uh, on to Chapter 2 of Crimson Gem Saga. Um, it's a little small little RPG on the PSP, in case you guys didn't know. It has a unique art style, and it's a very classic kind of turn-based RPG. Very Chrono Trigger-like to me. Um, and I still haven't found any music, so I don't know what I'm going to put in for, this, for the music here. Probably more Chrono Trigger music. Um, but yeah, so um, when we left off... In chapter one, um, we had just recently uh, beat a boss, um, Nathelta. Uh, she was in uh, possession of a uh, wicked stone, and uh, you were trying to get it back from her. Uh, you defeated her and um, acquired the wicked stone. Uh, more importantly, um, God, I fr- I'm blanking on her name now. Elf girl. The elf girl is uh, Spinel. Spinel. Spinel uh, picked it. Who looks freakishly like somebody I know, to be honest. It's really weird every time her art pops up. <laughs> wow. But minus the ears and stuff. Mi- minus the ears. Uh, and the pink hair, probably. Yeah. <laughs> but, but the uh, face, though, it's weird. Yeah, the face. Well, um, she was the one that actually picked up the Wicked Stone. And... You got a few hints at it, and I, I don't even know if it'll even pop back up in, later in the story, but um, it kind of like drew her in a little bit, it seemed like. Yeah. Um, but uh, so we return back to town to basically turn in this quest, and, and she wants to sell the Wicked Stone for tons and tons of gold, or Gilder. Yeah, to her buddy there. Yeah, to her friend in the, uh, in the Thieves' Guild, I guess, is whatever it is. So we return back, and um, her friend is acting very strange. Uh, she seems to be nervous, and um, the bar that she works at is filled with a bunch of dudes with hoods. Not white ones. Not it's white hoods. Not the South. No. Not, not those kind of hoods. Um, but uh, black hoods. <laughs> and um, everybody's kind of like on edge. We don't really know what's going on. Um, she's acting all funny, and uh, once she finds out we have the Wicked Stone, she basically reveals, ha-ha, I've betrayed you, and the dudes in the hoods are actually part of the Excelsior Force. Yeah, working for the Order of Light, right? Oh, yeah, no, 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 it isn't the Excelsior Force. The Excelsior Force is who went, who was, Killian was going to work for, and then they all died. Yeah. The Order of Light is coming. Um and it's uh, led by none other than the valedictorian of uh, the um, the school that Killian went to. And um, I'm kind of blanking on his name right now. Uh, Herbert von something or other. Yeah, Herbert von Hechtenberg. That's a lie, but I'm, I'm just saying. <laughs> von Hechtenberg, that sounds about right. That yeah, sounds good. Um, and so, um, you know, they have a little chat. Basically, Killian and him, like, what the hell are you doing? You know, and, and uh, they basically are, are saying that everyone in the party is now committed heresy because they have touched the Wicked Stone. So they take them away. They take them away to a place called Hasburg. Habsburg? Habsburg? Habsburg. Uh, and lock them up in a dungeon. For a set number of days, I can't remember. I think it was like ten days. Yeah. Um, and they uh, they finally get out. Uh, well, so that's what kicks off chapter two, though, right? Yeah. That that when actually, you're in when you're in the jail cell. Yeah. The the jail cell is the beginning of chapter two. Um, I, we kind of stopped early. I I I'd stopped right after I finished that boss fight, and so I I didn't actually get to the end of chapter two. It was a cutscene later. But um, so this begins the actual. Chapter two proper, and um, you're you're in the jail cell, and 
von Hechtenberg comes back and uh, is basically saying the, the, the leader of the, the Order of Light wants to talk to you. And the whole time he's being a dick about it, you know. Yeah. Like, so. I, I took that note when I was playing. I'm like, Herbert is a wicked douche. Yes. <laughs> he, he's totally like, oh, you may get out alive, you know, and stuff like that. And um, so basically we go before the the head of the Order of Light, which is like this. He, he looks like the Pope, I guess. Yeah, cardinal of some sort. Yeah. And so um, he basically, you try and plead with him. Trying to, you know, Killian and and the rest of the, the group try to plead with him, and especially um, um, fuck, I, I'm forgetting everybody's fucking name. The guy with the hammer, the priest, Gelts, Gelts, who has an interesting relationship there, right? Because was he part of the Order of Light? I don't think he was part of the Order of Light. I think he left. He was, he, he, he was involved in some church. Yes. So they, it must have been in one opposed. The Order of Light, then? It could have been. Might have been. If it wasn't the Order of Light, yeah, it was some other church, but he was a minister in some church. Yeah. And he spent some time, spends some time bad mouthing the Order. Yeah. Um, you can obviously tell he has a history with these guys, um, whether it be with them or he was against them. Yeah. Um, so uh, you pl- try to play your case. Uh, the, the Pope isn't having it. And uh, basically says that you have two options. One, you can do this mission, which um, basically is I want you to gather all the other Wicked Stones and uh, bring them back to us so we can destroy them. I think that's what he said. I I think he says he's going to destroy them, but I have a feeling he's actually using them for bad. Um, Or you can uh, rot in a jail cell. So the only thing they can do really is to accept the quest. So, um, but you don't go alone. You get uh, a new character who is supposed to be, um, I guess, chaperoning you. Yeah, uh, to, yeah, that's a perfect word. To to making making sure you don't run off or 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 use the wicked stone in the wrong way. And uh, this guy. Is one of the, I guess, he's not really a strong silent type because he talks a lot. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's just a brawler. Hey, he's a big... Uh, maybe a spiritual brawler. There you go. He's like a monk. Like, a monk that fights. <laughs> um, he He's a karate master, I guess. He does a lot of kicking and punching. Um, Which would be hilarious if, if you had gotten all the way to the end of Chapter 2. Because there's a really funny scene with him kicking and punching. Ah, but um, and his name escapes me as well. So I was calling him Leduc. Leduc. But later on, Spinel references him and calls him Lodic. Lodic. Okay. So I guess that's correct. I was I, for some reason I had Ludwig in my head. <laughs> <laughs> but, that makes uh, him sound way more nerdy than he is. True. Um, this guy is basically a complete badass. Um, yeah. But he's he's actually very strong. Um, not very strong as taking hits. He doesn't have very good defense, but he does DPS like a like a madman. Or you know what I mean. He's not DPS, but he, he he deals a lot of damage. I I gotta be honest. As soon as I got Lodic, I ejected Geltz and never looked back. I, I've never put him back in my party, ever. Geltz. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the the dude, I don't know what it is. That dude does not have high damage output. He yeah, for having a gigantic hammer, he does not do much damage. No, he's basically the healer. I mean, this dude is basically the healer. He has a lot of healing abilities and stuff like that. Um, uh, it, it, I, I don't know what to use him for. You know, yeah. I just I, I've morphed uh, Killian into my healer. Killian, I still can't figure out what to do with him. Because he doesn't have high critical hit, so I can't do the combos. Yeah. Um, he does He, he does have some decent hit-all-enemies kind of deal. Yeah, that cross-slash thing is devastating. And I've got the other one, the one that's like a hyped-up version of that, where it does massive damage to all enemies. Oh, at least that's what it, that. At least that's what it says 
um, and basically turns his his sword into a beam sword that goes completely across the screen. And oh, just, that's cool. See, I've been using all of the medallions. Is that what they are? They upgrade the, the, yeah. the, the spells, the skills? Yeah. So I've used those, and I... His cross slash was what I upgraded completely. I, I used everyone I could. I, I did too with the cross slash. I mean, I, that's still my go-to because this, the one I'm talking about, does massive damage. It takes a hundred uh, magic points. Away. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, this the, it's there for desperate needs. But um, once again, though, it, it makes me think that I really do like the way they have this the spell trees laid out. Like it's annoying that you have to like discover it before you can actually like activate it yeah but i i like the fact that and i you know i, I said this the last time i really like the the pooled points so that if i want to focus on one person i can unlock a ton of stuff and i can ignore somebody else if i want have you used the combination attacks at all uh i've used them a few times the problem with them is that they suck MP out of both Both people. characters, yeah. And I haven't really found them to be worth the... Since you have to spend twice as much to use them. Yeah. I don't think they're twice as good as the regular ones, so I, I really don't use them that much anymore. I haven't even touched them. I have and not... I just unlocked one that, that requires three different people. Really? Yeah, so I, I don't even expect to ever use that one. Yeah. I, just, I don't really know what to think of those. Um, to me, it seems like I, I would do more damage and save turns by having everybody fight individually. Yeah. But um, anyway, so Killian, uh, along with the, the new party member, decides that they're going to have to go find uh, the next Wicked Stone. And um, they have a tip as to where there, there may be one. Yeah, they, they just happen to have this magical defiled compass. That um, points them into uh, the direction of the Gregorian Monastery, I'm yeah. guessing. That's how you say that? Let's go with that. I have no idea how to say it. Gregorian is what I'm going to call it. Uh, the Gregorian Monastery, um, which is uh, kind of... Well, you start off in that one town. You have to go completely over a desert. And I want to talk about this for a minute because this area right here, if you leave the boundaries and it's yeah. not and it's not a designated place to leave the boundaries, it will basically teleport you back to where you came from. Yeah, instead of just not letting you exit out of, say, the bottom of the area. Yeah. You just exit out the bottom, and it brings you back to the beginning. Yeah. So I started this, and I thought this was the long, the biggest desert of all time. <laughs> yeah, so I'm like, man, I've been going for 30 screens. When does this end? Yeah, because, I mean, I pull up my map, and I'm like, it's saying I'm back up here again. What the fuck is going on? So uh, you, ha you have to go in these, like, designated areas where you can actually traverse to the next screen. Yeah. And that's kind of annoying. Um, it's but kind of annoying. Although... The map does kind of show you where you need to go. Yeah. You it have does. to know that and use that and not just kind of wander around this desert. But I um I gotten confused, you know, multiple times walking through here, but I finally found the monastery. And um when you go there, uh you um obviously there's a bunch of monks there and stuff like that and you, you follow the compass. Compass is pointing basically Apparently, the compass can point to a room. So we walk up to where the head monk is. Um, and we ask him, hey, dude, do you got a wicked stone around here? And he was, <laughs> he's like, no. In fact, get the hell out of here for Ashton. And so he kind of kicks us out of the monastery. And while we're leaving, there is a guy um, who keeps talking. Like, every time you talk to him, he says, I know the secret but I'm not going to tell anybody. Huh. And so, do we threaten him? I can't remember if somebody threatens him or something like that. But he eventually tells us, all right, there's this guy who ran away from the monastery. Um, he's been gone for, like, a long time. And the last I heard, he was in this other town um, way off in, you know, past the, the, uh, the desert, toward north of the desert, basically. Yeah. Which is Galleon Village, 
Yeah, Ganellan. Ganellian Village. Yeah. Um, this is they got some of the crazy names this game. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah, go find Domingo. Yeah, you gotta go find this dude named Domingo, and he is basically in this little shack. Uh, looks naked. Um, yeah, he's a shivering in the center of his shack. Yeah, with uh, in the field position, and he he's kind of he's talking to himself, and he says he knows he knows what's going on, uh, but he can't talk to you right now because apparently he's being attacked by these invisible things that we can't see. So everybody's confused and they're like, well, why? we don't know what to do. And so he said he he's basically saying you need a mirror, some type of a mirror. Oh, wait, before that. Yeah, first before he says, that. just come back at night. Yeah, for, oh, man, I'm totally skipping ahead here. I totally forgot about the the most annoying fucking part of this game. Yeah. Um. So you go there, and he's like, come back at night. I can't talk right now. So we go to the inn, because what do you do to make time go by? You go to the inn, and you sleep. So you go to the inn, and the girl says, I can't run the inn. I, my grandmother does, and she is sick. I don't know how to give you a key. Yeah. There's, I'm an idiot. Yeah, I'm standing right next to these beds that people sleep in, to, but you can't sleep in them because my grandmother is sick. So fucking stupid and annoying. So she says, we need water of life. Well, where do you find water of life? Well, I heard there was a rumor that in the Nesh, the Nesher fucking Ganesher dungeon. Yeah, Ganesher. Ganesher. Nasher dungeon. Could be Nasher. G-Silent. Nasher. But, uh... <laughs> Nasher bridges. But, um... So, you go to this dungeon. Basically, it's like going back to the starting, or, or, or the, the the large city that you were, you were at to begin with. Um, it's up north of it. In the forest. So you go in, and how do I describe this dungeon? This dungeon. Yeah, we need to pause here and talk about this dungeon. This dungeon is is one of the most confusing fucking dungeons I have ever seen in a video game, because it's basically small bridge to a circular platform, small bridge to a circular platform. Now, uh. A circular platform may have two or three bridges on it. You don't know which way to go because there is absolutely zero map when you're in a dungeon. Yeah. What is wrong with these people? I don't know. So you don't know. You can't remember, have I been here before? Because everything looks the same. Exactly the same. Yeah. And, and if you leave a screen and come back, the monsters reappear. So you don't know, well, I've killed all these monsters right here, so this must be the way I came. No. You, you can't tell. And at this point, you're still weak. And so every fucking fight that you run into could possibly kill you all. Yeah. And so this is... Oh, my God. Yeah, you can very easily just get unlucky in this game. And instead of hitting you once, some random enemy might hit you three times. And yep. then you're dead. Yep. I had... I had, I had, And it's basically one of those... I want to sneak past this guy... But if that fucking exclamation point comes up over this guy, I have to fight him because there's no way I can outrun him. And yeah. if he starts running toward me, I'm screwed because then he gets a first attack and uh, damages the shit out of me. You know, it, it, it's just so fucking annoying where you're pigeonholed into fighting guys. Yeah, I would say you can use the smoke bombs to get out of fights automatically. Yeah. But Spinel has an ability that you can find and then use to auto-leave any fight. Then I may she, need to find that. Yeah, she usually is up to attack before any of the enemies. Yeah, she has the highest agility usually. Yeah, so you if, once you have that with her, you can always just exit any fight. Yeah. The um, But yeah, this, this, this whole dungeon is... I'd, I'm trying to imagine how many platforms there were. You know, there's a map here. The map. This map is not good on this game fact. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, 
12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, 31, 32, 33, 34, 35, 36, 37, 38. There's 38 platforms here. Does that include the backtracking? This is, this is well, not necessarily including the backtracking. There's just, that's how many you can find. Yeah. And it, that's how many is in this dungeon. And if you backtrack, you don't know where the hell you've been. Yeah. You don't I know traversed where the hell way more than going. 38. <laughs> but the, that's not even the biggest problem. The biggest problem with this dungeon, there's, there's three floors to it. So... There's certain certain uh, stairs will take you to other floors. So so there may be two sets of stairs that take you to the second floor, but you can only get to one set by going to the other set. It, it's it's fucking annoying. But the biggest problem I have with this dungeon is that there's these levers. There's two levers in this incomplete dungeon, and when if you pull one, it makes a platform appear. That has, that hasn't been there before somewhere and when you go back and try and backtrack and find that platform you don't know that that platform directly in front of you is a platform you've already been on before or the new fucking platform that just popped up yeah so in this dungeon where everything looks exactly the same and there's no way to know where you really are within the dungeon you ha pretty much have to have memorized yeah because that's the only way to know, oh, this path wasn't here before. Yeah. It's just the dumbest, dumbest fucking thing I've ever seen. I mean, it, I don't know what the... Was the developer saying these guys kind of need to grind here, so let's make it kind of hard to get through this? Yeah, and I was going to ask you, I mean, what is the... What is the point of this in any RPG? Just these dungeons where... Like, why would you not include a map in this dungeon? The game is really good about not getting you lost. Yeah. Really, throughout the rest of the game, the hints are fairly good. The map is fairly good. But then you get to this dungeon, and there's just no help at all. You're just on your own. I didn't even know there were switches. You know, I'm, I'm wandering around this dungeon. I don't even know what I have to do. And then I find a switch. So I'm like, finally, I'm in, I've been in this dungeon forever. I find a switch. I pull it. And then as far as I know, nothing happened. Yeah, well, well, then it, I'm just wandering around more. Yeah. I just I don't understand how you would get into this dungeon and then they would be like, "Oh, there's no need to help the player." Did you use the game fact for it? Eventually I did, yes. Yeah. Like once you like I heard you tweeting about it. Yeah, and, when and I got to it, I had already when I tweeted that, I had already wandered around for like an hour, 45 minutes to an hour and not found anything. I I had gone in, wandered around, Found an exit. Turns out that was the same way I came in, so I got absolutely nowhere. Yeah, I um I actually just looked up like Nasher Dungeon map, and somebody had actually taken apparently screenshots of every platform oh. and made a map out of it, so that way you could actually visualize what it looked like. And I was like, I thank God for this, because there was no way I would ever be able to make it out of this. So, yeah, this dungeon kissed my ass. And the thing is, there's not, there's no boss fight. Yeah. There's, there's nothing like that. You just, you go, oh, you found the water of life. Congratulations. Great. Oh, and you get to walk all the way back out. Or do you? I can't remember. Uh. I, th I, I don't know. I can't remember. Either way... I don't think so. I think it just, like, teleports you to, to the beginning of it. Yeah. But... So you make it out of there with the water of life, thank Christ. At this point, you want to just, like, throw your PSP. So we go back... <laughs> we go back to the inn, give the, the innkeeper's granddaughter the water of life, and instantly the grandmother is revived, and oh, everything's happy. Sure, you want to use the room? Absolutely. 150 guilder. Really? We did all that fucking shit for you, and you're still <laughs> gonna fucking charge us for a night. Oh, and also, you have to walk outside and then come back in. Yep. I'm not gonna help you until you leave and then come back, for some reason. I, I That was fucking stupid, too. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, it only took like 10 seconds, but I'm like, why? Like, this why, why, when I give you this thing, do I then have to leave the building and then immediately come right back in? 
That that blew my mind, actually. I totally forgot about that. <laughs> Fucking, because I was so pissed off. I was at work when I was playing this. Like, I, I used the map, I got out of the dungeon, then I had to walk all the fucking way back through the desert, back to the fucking uh, village, gave her the shit, and at this point, I'm like, all right, I'm just going to save and turn it off once I once it's nighttime. And she's like, oh, you need to leave and go back out. I was like, my God, I'm about to fucking <laughs> just beat the shit out of this fucking PSP. <laughs> and so I walked Should have given her mercy killing. Fuck the water of life. Yeah, for real. So I, was just, so I leave, come back in, you know, go go to bed. I wake up at night, fucking save the game. All right, so I, and then that was all I played for, like, <laughs> the rest of that day, I think. <laughs> But so um, after that, you go back. It's nighttime. It's it's time to. It, he he's he's okay now when he's at night. I guess I don't know why he wanted to wait at night. It it never actually explains it. But anyway, so basically, what's happening is he is like I said earlier. He's getting attacked or getting like tormented, tortured. Yeah. Yeah. By these three weird looking things we don't really know what they are at the moment um that are invisible to everybody else but he can see them and hear them and he basically tells us while he's being tormented by these things he says you have to go find a mirror that can reveal these things that shows the truth the truth basically a mirror that shows the truth yeah um and it, do we know what it's called, or or do we? Yeah, he says you need the mirror of moonlight. So he do, he does say the mirror of moonlight. Okay. Yeah, and then you say, well, the only person that might have that is this mirror maker. Yeah. Um, so we go back, travel all the fucking way back to this. They love going through the desert in this game. Yeah. Go all the way through the desert again. Go back to that first city. Go to the mirror maker guy. Which, by the way, I don't know. Did we talk about it last week or the week before last? Whenever there, there was a mission down there that you could do, it was an optional mission. Yeah, I I didn't do it until I got into chapter two. Ah, uh, okay. See, I had already done it. I did it while I was leaving the that village. Yeah, but um, uh, so we go back to him. He comes back with a shiny new. No, he does not. He tells us. I feel this is like Fetch Quest City. Yeah. He tells us, oh, I can totally make a, a moonlight mirror, but you're going to have to uh, go and get me some uh, moonlight stone. And everybody's like, okay, where do you get that at? And he's like, it's a place called um, the Blood Bloody Horn. Uh, Bloody Horn Mountain? Yeah, Mount Bloody Horn. Mount Bloody Horn. And, um, which I'd seen it on the map multiple times, but I never went to it. So we go to... Mount Bloody Horn, and uh, to go get this moonstone. Did you ever find the like shortcut? There's a shortcut. Yeah. So I think it's right outside Habsburg. You mean that little teleporter girl? No. So there's the teleporter girl. If you go just a little bit west of there, there's just like one house with a well. Okay. And if you stumble into the well. It will transport you all the way across the desert to the base of Mount Bloody Horn. Automatically. Really? Yeah, so you can use that to get... It only goes east-west. But oh. you can use that to cross the desert automatically. Well, son of a bitch. I walked. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... Yeah, we travel back across the desert again to Mount Bloody Horn. And you have to climb this mountain, basically. Uh, somehow, I don't know how, somehow every screen panel that I went to was the right direction to get me to where I need to go. It wasn't like, oh, this th this is a path that leads you to a treasure chest or some bullshit like that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if this scaling the mountain actually counts as a dungeon. But if it does, it was a super fast one. For it, me was, too. It, it was fast, and th there were a few harder enemies here, but not really. Yeah. By this time, since I had spent so much fucking time in the Nasher dungeon, that I had leveled myself up a little bit. I mean, I did. I grinded a little bit, and it was rough. But <laughs> you know, but now it's making some of this stuff a little bit easier. Yeah. So I scaled it, and you 
run into uh, basically the leader of the um, the ogres, I guess. Yeah, is he an ogre? Yeah, I mean, ogres in this game look like men, look like humans. Yeah, for the most part. Um, but yeah, he his name is uh, sort of the P P Picot Picot. Um, Patek Patak. And basically, he says, "Nobody come up here. <laughs> I'm gonna beat you and make you my slaves." And so you start a fight. Yeah, another one of these fights. Another one of these fucking fights that you're supposed to lose. This makes three in this game. And I'm like, you know, most JRPGs, they may do it the very beginning of the game. Just one. Yeah, as the opening. Yeah, as the opening. And I'm like, you fucking kidding me? Another one of these fucking fights. And again, these are terrible because when I see him there... You can tell he's a boss because he's yeah. standing right in front of the mouth. Yeah. And I'm like, oh well, I better use my tent and get all <laughs> buffed up and and I do that, spend thousands of my gelders to get prepped for this fight and then lose it 30 seconds later. Yep. It's so fucking annoying, which is why I say whenever I say this looks like a boss fight. Yeah. So, I didn't know this, but I didn't. Luckily, I didn't use anything. And so you're put back into another jail. At this point, the, even the characters are kind of cracking jokes about it. Yeah. You know, like, Henson's like, we're in another fucking jail. <laughs> like, seriously. So, you're not in the jail cell very long because these little fairies, they call themselves angels. But um, these angels come out of nowhere and start talking to you, basically saying... We'll help you if you help us. Yeah. The ogres have imprisoned us. Yeah. The ogres have imprisoned the angels, and it's up to us to um, stop the ogres and free the angels. So that's what we do. uh, They open up a teleport for us, and we leave the the prison cell. Now we're in the... the Moonlight Dungeon. Yeah. Although I'll say, after crossing through that portal, this, these few connecting screens here are where I spent like the next three and a half hours of this game. Because you have that awesome little uh, yeah. spring there that heals you every single time you yeah, drink from it. Yeah, full HP and full MP every time you drink from it. Yeah. I, I wanted to do that so bad. But I wanted to get, do this recording, so I kind of powered through this area. Ah, uh, I gotcha. Um, I did try to do a little bit of grind. I think I may have got like a, a level out of just grinding, trying to grind. Yeah, I mean, I got to this point early, so I'm like, I'm gonna spend a few hours here. And yeah, I, really I, if I had the up. time, I would have done that. But um, yeah, as it was a pretty good place to level up. There's one other place I think somewhere near the desert that you can eat some like magical fruit in it. Heals you. Yeah. So, um, this dungeon, there's there's two two quote unquote gimmicks to it. The first one is um, it's it's basically like a a, a mine basically because there's you know it looks like a place where you'd see like a mine car go through or something. Um, and there's these levers. Oh, more levers. <laughs> um, there's four levers in this uh, dungeon. Um, what they don't tell you is that some of those levers are already activated, so you don't need to mess with them. <laughs> um, and I didn't know this, so I messed with them. But uh, basically, uh, certain levers will turn the lights on this gate uh, from red to, to blue, and um, you're supposed to get all the lights blue. And so this, I mean, it's not very small, but it's not very large either. Um, it's not as bad as the first dungeon. No, and it's, it's I, not. And I'll say I'm midway through Chapter 3 now, and that first dungeon is still the worst. Really? Yeah. So, um, this at this point, you you're just you're pu- you had to pull these levers. Um, but you, you're finding out that the reason why we couldn't damage uh, the Ogre King was because he is um, basically being protected by something. 
And the only thing that can... Oh, yeah, the, the, the angel fairies gave us, like, the history, right? Yeah. The angels uh, told us that, basically, they have been enslaved by these guys for years and years and years. And um, it's basically their fault that ogres even exist in this world. Um, but uh, there was a guy who went to exterminate the ogres, but apparently he failed. Uh, his name was the Nameless Monk. His name was the Nameless Monk. Yeah, um, and uh, apparently um, he was from the same uh, monastery that uh, Ludwig was from. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, uh, he, but he has this special weapon um, that will allow him to um, basically destroy the, um, the ogres. It's Appropriately called, named the Ogre Slayer. Yes, the Ogre Slayer. So um, while we're running around this dungeon, we need to figure out how to open the door, but we also need to find this ogre slayer. Well, we eventually run into what looks like the zombie version of the nameless monk, uh, and him and um, uh, the duck. Uh, yeah, a little one-on-one fight. One-on-one, mano-a-mano fight. Uh, not very difficult at all. Um, I have to mention that Leduc, or however the fuck you want to call it, whatever you want to call him, his combo, his regular standard attack combo, is very easy to pull off. He um, he has a very uh, high critical hit chance, so when he does yeah. the critical hit, you can hit X, and he does a follow-up, and if you hit X again, he does a finisher, and it's very powerful. See, I find spinels to be far easier to pull off, though. I have yet to. I, I've done spinels extra hit, but I've never done a finisher. Oh, uh, see, I'm the opposite. I I'd say probably twenty. Like I, I almost always get the first extra hit with both of them. Yeah. But with spinel, I'd say twenty percent of the time, twenty to thirty percent of the time, I'm getting the finisher. And with Laduck, I've only gotten it twice. A lot of I've got it. Oh God, I, I'm 90% gonna get it if it pops up with him. Uh, I have yeah, I always miss with spinels, and I've never had the prompt for uh, Killians. I, I've gotten a prompt for the extra hit. Uh, I've never yeah. gotten a prompt for the finisher. the finisher. I've never had it one for the finisher. I don't know why. Yeah. But anyway, so we're still in the moonlight uh, dungeon. And um, at this point, pull the levers, uh, you get that door open, and you go to this other part where um, basically it's a, it's a smaller area, but, I mean, it's, it's the same thing. Um, there's a chest that's locked, um, which is very strange because no chests are locked in this game. Yeah. And, Although, uh, say, at this point, we've already gotten the Ogre Slayer. Yeah, the Ogre Slayer. I forgot about that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Beating the monk. Yeah, we beat the, the nameless monk. We get the Ogre Slayer, which is actually something you can equip, and it brings up his attack power significantly. Um, and uh, it also has Holy, I believe. Or yeah, the, the element so. Holy. Um, so, uh, at this point, we, we, we find this chest that's locked. Um, we travel a little bit more, and we uh, eventually find the key. It's key A. And then you find a locked door. Well, key A doesn't unlock that door, so, well, maybe it unlocks that chest. We go unlock the chest, and guess what's in it? Key B. <laughs> Very sneaky. Yes. Which I knew it. I was like, God, there better not be a fucking key in this thing. Yep, there's a key in it. And so <laughs> you go and unlock that door, and it's time to fight Pitak again. Uh, this time you are able to damage him. Funny enough, I think Spinel is worthless in boss fights because Spinel is still doing only one hit point worth of damage no matter what attack she does. Yeah. What the fuck? Why is it not explaining in this game why she can't damage bosses? Yeah, I don't know. She's basically useless. I've just been having her heal people with healing potions. Well, see, I feel like in this fight, Killian only did one damage, too. Killian? No. 
uh, the the Henson did uh, only Henson. one damage. Yeah. Yeah, it must have been Henson. I know that there were two people in this fight that were worthless, and I basically just used them to buff. Yeah. Uh, Lodic, because he's the only one that does a lot of damage. Yeah. But during this fight, so Patak is kind of annoying because he 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 will hit five times no matter what. Yeah. He's got a spinning pile driver attack. Yeah. And it's, you know, it hits you five times and some of those could be criticals, you know, and it's, it, I mean, he, he can take down some guys fast. He can take down Henson with one hit. Yeah. So, um, I didn't have a problem with it. By the end of it, the only person that was still left standing was Luddick. Oh. That's intense. Yeah. I mean, but, but he still had plenty of health. That was the thing. Yeah. And he was my big damage dealer. I wasn't worried at all. It was just that he was the only one left alive. And he got a shit ton of experience points. So, huh. so I, found out, I found out about that. So, yeah, it does. It, you know, if you get 10,000 experience points, it's either spread between whoever's still alive. Yeah. So uh, I was thinking, you know, it was it, it didn't work like that, but it actually does. Um, so, and one other thing before we continue on with the story, I want to ask you, do, are you using, I know you said you're using the cards to, um to level, or no, you're using Not the, the cards, the medallions, medallions I've used. Yeah. The cards, I am too afraid to use them. Are they the ones that just give, like, the attributes? Yeah, like, they, they give you attributes to your equipment, and I know I'm going to get some better equipment. That's, yeah, that, that's what I was doing, but I ended up with so many cards that I'm like, whatever, I'm just going to randomly fill up all the slots, because each weapon has three slots, right? I believe. Does it have... Yeah, it has three. The, the weapons do, but see, some of the stuff is for, you know, like... Uh, Vests and 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 leggings and stuff like that, or 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 it only works on armor, or am I wrong? Uh, see, I don't think I I didn't see anything that indicated that it was equipment type specific. Okay, I didn't think it was equipment type is you know it specific. I thought it was just either weapon or armor, and oh, I. Yeah, because you know you have you have the little stones, the elemental stones that give your your weapons an elemental value, but then you also have the cards that give better stats to your armor. At least that's what I thought. I need to do some research on this. This game does not explain this very well. Yeah, and you start acquiring these things early in the game, and you just really have no idea what they are or what they're for. And they have other a- than that, it says, "Hey, it's got." Pluses next to it. I'm yeah, it's it, oh, it has a one sentence description that doesn't really tell you much. Um, but I don't know it. So I, I don't know what to do with that. I know there is one thing that I bought that I've used so much, and that is the monster. Um, what the fuck is it called? I don't know how to pronounce it. My southernness is going to come out. Compendium. Oh, I have I've seen that, but I haven't bought it or used it at all. Y- you only need to buy one. Just buy one and leave it in your inventory. From then on, when you highlight an enemy, it will show what attribute their attack is, what they're weak against, and um, there's one other thing. So that helps me out with Henson. So if I'm going up against a skeleton that's weak against fire, it will tell me it's weak against fire, so that way I know to use fire spells. So, do you know if that's why Spinel wasn't doing any damage? Was she just not aligned? I have no clue. Elementally, Be- because with bosses, I don't think she's she has any elements. That's the thing. I tried every attack with her. I tried standard attacks. I tried using her special abilities. Nothing happened. It was doing one damage, hmm. and I, I just can't figure it out. I don't know why. Yeah, I mean, I I, I don't know why either. But I had some. Weird experiences late in the chapter. Maybe it was even early chapter three, but just trying to attack with Killian, he's doing massive damage to all these enemies, and then like scorpions. For some reason, he's doing almost no damage. Only like forty damage to scorpions, even though he does two hundred and eighty to everything else. Yeah. Just the the only thing I can think of is check the elemental value of your sword. Yeah, I think that's what it's got to be. Because it usually, if a scorpion has, I don't know, 
fire attack damage, then fire doesn't do much damage to him. Yeah. So I can't really tell on that. But anyway, um, so we have defeated uh, the Ogre King. And uh, upon doing that, we have freed the angels. The angels can now leave. Yay, happiness. And to reward you, they give you a Moonlight Stone. I don't remember. Did we ask them for a Moonlight Stone? No. But they fact, just happened to give us the one thing that we needed? Yeah, they were like, you know, here's a Moonlight Stone. Uh, use it wisely. <laughs> Fantastic. That's what we wanted, so bye. And so we take the Moonlight Stone. We go back to the big city. Um... Take it to the, the mirror maker guy. He makes a mirror. Um, and we go back to the the small town where... Um, what's his name? Domingo. 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 Come on, Domingo. Sunday. Uh, yeah. Right? Domingo. Yeah, Sunday. Um, so uh, Domingo's still sitting there in the same spot. Wait. Uh, we have to go at night again, so we have to use the inn again. Um... And then we go at night. He's still being attacked by the guys. We use the mirror, and it shows up the guys. We have to fight those guys. Uh, they're somewhat of a boss. There's three of them. They're not yeah. very difficult, though. No, I, I feel like this. the boss battles are starting to take longer, but they're not necessarily harder. Yeah. It's more of an endurance race than it is a strategy thing. Yeah. So, um... We beat those guys. Domingo basically, he finally, he's still scared to death. Like, oh man, they're gonna still gonna come get me and stuff like that. And everybody's like, get a fucking grip, tell us what's going on. And he basically says that there's the the head of the Gregorian Monastery. Yeah, I'm still calling it that. Uh, <laughs> is a evil monster, and he basically put a curse on me to where I was gonna be tormented by these things every single night. And so. Killian's like, well, don't worry, dude. We're going to take care of him. He's obviously got to have a wicked stone. Yeah. So. Stupid habit. So we go back to the monastery. We go back up to the the upstairs where the, the, the head monk was. He's there. And he's like, what are you guys doing back here? And we're like, we're back with this fucking mirror, motherfucker. And he turns into a monster and opens a passageway and runs away. We then continue through the passageway. Now we're in another little dungeon. And now we're in another dungeon. At this point, it is 30 minutes before we are recording this very podcast. And I said, fuck it. <laughs> I will do this later. Because I was thinking, man, this will just be a boss fight. End of chapter three. Nope. Another dungeon. And I was like, I'm turning it off. So, Matt, take it away. <laughs> well, this is... Uh, it's it's not as bad as some of the other dungeons, but it's a little annoying because there are a whole lot of rooms down in this dungeon, down in the basement of the monastery. Yeah. Um, so you just kind of follow him down there, and then he disappears. And you are wandering around, and basically, basically this game uses a lot of like repeated elements and when you see one that's a little bit different than the rest you probably have to go touch it like some kind of OCD tick <laughs> so you're wandering around down here in this in this dungeon and you see a bunch of coffins and one of them has a flame on it so you walk up to it touch the flame or you pick up the flame I think and then you continue wandering around this dungeon. You find a little altar. Uh, no, you get the holy water at the coffin. They give you, you touch the flame on the coffin. It gives you some holy water. Then you wander around. You find a little altar. You put the holy water in there. And I think it opens up a passage of some sort. Okay. And... Then you wander into this next little area, and you find the abbot, and he's all emaciated and like chained up against the wall, kind of like the guy in Amnesia. Oh yes, the so, one guy who didn't show his penis. <laughs> yeah, and still with like, the bottom half of his jaw. Yep. So the abbot's down there, and 
he says, oh, I'm not a monster. You know, this imposter took my place and chained me up down here. And I think Henson's like, I don't believe you for a second. Let's see what the mirror has to say about it. And uh, this is one of the little... There's a lot of little areas in this game that make me chuckle. Uh-huh. And this was one of them, because you hold the mirror up to him, and he starts to transform into a monster in front of your eyes. And you're like, aha, I knew he was lying. And then all of a sudden, like two seconds later, he says, oh man, I was just so surprised by the way I look. I didn't realize I looked so old and hideous. And like, it makes you think that he is turning into a monster, but that's just his reaction to seeing himself in the mirror. Oh, nice. So he's not a monster. He's just old. Uh, and he says this demon, Engelgoth, took his place. So then you continue through the dungeon. You find some more flames. You touch them. Um, you deposit your holy water. And I think you... Then you leave. I don't know if, if you... So basically here you're at the final kind of boss fight. I'm not sure if the safe fight is still down in the basement. You may have to leave and then go back up to the abbot's chambers, and then that's where you fight him. Okay. But you fight basically the version of him that you saw run away. Okay. And yeah, it's not that hard. You fight the imposter abbot, and then once you beat him, you're like, oh, that's not bad. And then he transforms into a gigantic, hideous monster. And then this is another one that you know, it, it takes a long time, and he takes a long time to beat him, but he's not really that hard. And he just kind of spot hits people, and, you know, it's not really that bad. But this is the funny part, is that after you beat him, Lada gets, like, enraged. And then he just goes over and starts, like, slamming his fists into this gigantic corpse. And he's just, like, punching it so hard. And then... He walks around to the other side and starts beating up that side of the corpse. And then walks around again and keeps fighting it. And it's just weird how long this goes on for. He's like, he's got some anger issues that he's <laughs> working out on this demonic corpse. And uh, after that all happens, this new guy shows up. His name is Dryden. Okay. Uh, and I guess... He somehow knows Ladakh. I don't think they go into exactly how he knows him. Maybe from, you know, from back in the day. I don't know what the relation is, but Dryden tries to take the Wicked Stone, and obviously everybody in the party, Killian's like, no, you can't have the Wicked Stone. So then he's like, well, I'm just going to revive Engelgoth then, and it'll take care of you guys. Uh, so Killian, you know, as brash as he is, he... Whips his sword and goes to attack Dryden. Totally gets, like, knocked back. He's, like, ineffectual as as he tends to be. Uh, and Dryden basically kills everybody with a gigantic fireball. So that's cool. Except for Lodok. And then little Abbott comes running in. And basically just evaporates the corpse of Engelgoth. Like, shoots Dryden resuscitates everybody in the party and then says, you guys go ahead, you know, thank you for everything you've done, and he teleports them all back up to the to the front of the monastery, and they don't show it, but the implication is that he died okay. taking out this guy Dryden, okay. although if they didn't show it, I wouldn't be surprised if he's not actually dead. Right. Uh, and that's basically it. So you have the Wicked Stone, and you have you go back to Habsburg, and basically they decide to return the Wicked Stone to the Cardinal, and that's the end of the chapter two. Okay. So you defeat everybody. Yay! You got your Wicked Stone. <laughs> <laughs> so congratulations. So, like, from where I am, how how much longer do you think I had before the end of Chapter 2? If you're already in that dungeon, yeah. it, you know, I would say... An hour? Maybe an hour. Okay. Yeah, maybe 30 minutes in the dungeon, and then 30 minutes to get through all the cutscenes and boss fight. Okay. Alright. That's not too bad. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. That's uh, the Chapter 2 of Crimson Gem Saga. Um... 
chapter three. We'll find out. I know you're a little farther into it, but you say there's this tower that we got to worry about. I think that's chapter four. Oh, chapter four. Gotcha. Okay. Just reasonably short. Oh, really? Yeah. It looks like it's just two dungeons, and that's it. Although, I don't know. We'll see. I'm, I'm only in the first dungeons. I haven't gotten real far in chapter three yet. I still believe that this game is not as long as everybody thinks it is. Yeah, I can't see how this is going to take 40 hours. And I know I'm taking a lot more time with it than you are. I'm going yeah. through pretty... Do you know what level you guys are? Um, I want to say uh, Luddock is the highest rank, or highest level right now. I think he's around 36 or 37. Okay, yeah. Right at the beginning of Chapter 3, I think I was at about 45. Okay. Because I spent all that time grinding in the Moonlight Cavern. Right. It seems, this thing seem to be, uh, you know, like, battles and stuff seem a little bit easier to you? Yeah. I mean, I have no problem with the regular battles. Okay. Now that, I, I, I won't spoil what happens, but it, it's gotten a little bit easier for me to keep everybody alive. Gotcha. You know, even beyond that, some battles, I, people don't even hit me. Like, if I can get the drop on a group of enemies, there's like a 50% chance that they won't even get attacked, and I'll kill them before they even attack me once. Gotcha. Okay. I mean, yeah, I'm not having too big of a problem. I know I fought one one group of bad guys in the uh, the monastery basement, and they kind of handed my ass to me, so... Yeah, and I, I will say that occasionally that does happen. Like, people still die in my party semi-regularly. Yeah. But I did spend a lot of money buying resuscitation stones, and they will uh, come back, so if, if one of your characters gets knocked out and you do nothing in your next battle, they'll, they'll be back standing up with one hit point. Yeah. So, a lot of times I just wait for that and then heal them as soon as I start the next battle. Yeah. But, if I feel like it's the person who's the weakest that keeps dying... A lot of times I'll try and resuscitate them in the battle so that they will... Get experience points. Yeah. Yeah. Farther behind. That's kind of how I do it. Right now, Henson is so far... Henson's like level 31 right now compared to everybody else who is like 37. Yeah. So, I mean, because he he has the lowest hit points. But I need him because he's my mage and he, he does have some very good spells that hit multiple enemies. Yeah. So... I don't know, but yeah, that's pretty much it for um, this episode of the of Phoenix Down. With with you know with chapter two uh, done um, and uh, through chapter one and stuff like that, I'm about seven and a half hours in, and that is with me, you know, basically playing, saving, and turning it off. So I mean that that's that's about as much as I've put in the game so far. Um, with very little grinding, if at all, for me. So I'm thinking, I'm guessing this game at the most will be 20 hours, and that's if you want to grind some. Yeah, I'm already at 15 hours. Uh, right, 14 hours at the end of Chapter 2. Yeah. You know, I just, I don't know, it's taken me a little time. I've done a lot of backtracking. I spent a whole lot of time in that first dungeon. You know, some time grinding, but... But yeah, um... I want to finish that uh, the second chapter up. I know I'm, I'm kind of cheating a little bit because I didn't finish it, but um, I'll, I'll definitely do that this this week. And yeah, uh, you're pretty close. Yeah, and hopefully get through chapter three, and we'll be back uh, next week to record the uh, the third episode in Crimson Gem Saga. Um, I want to thank everybody for joining us. Um, uh, please, please do us a favor. Leave us an iTunes review. We'd greatly appreciate it if you would. It helps us out. Um, uh, tell your friends. Uh, you know, hide if your you, wife. Hide your kids. Yeah, hide your wife and your, kid, and your husbands because they're raping everybody out here. <laughs> um, wow, man. That, has been, that, that is one of the most overused things in yeah. the world. I mean, I hate even using it now. <laughs> but, um, but anyway, um, but yeah, definitely uh, let us know, you know, I mean, and if you guys, I mean, follow us on Twitter, um, DML Fury and uh, Matt's R-E-M-G-S. Uh, you follow us on Twitter if you guys have anything you'd like to talk about. Um, 
suggest uh, some games to us and stuff like that that you'd like us to cover, we'd love to do it. You know, definitely have us some suggestions and things like that. Oh, yeah. I'm up for anything. Absolutely. And um, hopefully we'll have a, uh, another guest on for the next game, um, whatever it is we do. But um, anyway, um, yeah, I do appreciate everybody listening out there. Um, give us some feedback if you'd like. Um, and um, anyway, I'll, I'll end it with this. I'm Drew. And I'm Matt. And that's it. We are out of here. I hope you guys have a great one, and we'll see you guys next week. 